in the past, if we came across the $100,000 count in my business, now maybe Rich Cunningham's a little bit different, but in my business, that was like winning the lottery. It just didn't happen very often. Now, today, routinely, it's six-figure, multi-six-figure, half-million, million-dollar accounts. They talked about closing a $100 million account. Dave Harvin was talking about that with Rich Cunningham. Are you kidding me? Podcasting from Wealth Wave Studios in Johns Creek, Georgia, this is Leadership Now, the official vision and strategy podcast of Wealthwave. Um, I'm excited about being here and sharing some things with you that have been life-changing to me uh, and in my business. Um, Hubert Humphrey, if any of you remember, Hubert was famous for sending packets out at conventions like this about that thick. And then he spent what seemed like two hours reading them word for word at the opening gala. And uh, an hour into it, with all due respect to Hubert, amazing individual, right? Nobody could do what he did uh, except him, but you're wanting to poke your eyes out with a fork. It's like, I can't take this anymore, right? But one of these packets, I actually found something that for me literally was life-changing. Is that saying right there? It summed it up. People under leadership and assets under management. And with all the BFS manuals and everything else being taught, man, that summed it up to me. Right? Very simple. Put people under leadership, develop more leadership that will develop more leadership, and through that we gather assets, assets under management. Now that was long before the investment advisory business came to our business, right? And I thought I was building a great asset-based business through renewals and trails. In reality, it's minor leagues compared to the major leagues, right? All right. So as we get started here, why would you want to build a strong asset-based business? Why would you want to have that be part of your business? Well, let me tell you my why. First of all, the modern-day gold rush. I believe that's what we're in. And sometimes I think we take that for granted, that we're literally in the largest mass movement of money in the history of our country, right? I've been in the business 23 years now. 23 years now, excuse me. And um, in the past, if we came across a $100,000 account in my business, now maybe Rich Cunningham's a little bit different, but in my business, that was like winning the lottery. It just didn't happen very often. Now, today, routinely, it's six-figure, multi-six-figure, half-million, million-dollar accounts. They talked about closing a hundred-million-dollar account. Dave Harvin was talking about that with Rich Cunningham. Are you kidding me? That's the world we live in, and sometimes we forget that, right? We're in the middle of the greatest financial movement in the history of our country. There has never been a better time to be in this business, in this side of the business, and we should be excited, okay? Well, here's my why. Number one, see if you can relate to this. I wanted to build a business that would run with or without me. I love this business, I love what I do, but I don't wanna work, I'll be honest with you, I don't wanna work 80 hours a week till, till I die, right? I want a life outside of this business. And um, <clears throat> I'll tell you a story real quick. This past summer, something interesting happened to me. I had an opportunity to go back to Bolivia. 30 years ago, I had the chance to serve a mission for the LDS Church in Bolivia. Now, I could talk an hour about that, an amazing experience to go back 30 years later and find people that actually remember you, right? Crazy, amazing, life-changing experience with my daughter. Once in a lifetime type opportunity, but I was gone for essentially three weeks, two almost three weeks in the month of June. Didn't show up in the office. Came back one or two days. The 4th of July came upon us. My family always goes north, gets out of the heat. I'm from Phoenix. And when we went up there, my father went into the hospital. He worked in the mining industry for about half of my life, and uh, uranium to be exact, and that's not good stuff, right? 83 years old, and he went to the hospital. And they kept saying, well, he'll get out tomorrow. I'll get out tomorrow. They'll run some tests tomorrow. <clears throat> well, he never left the hospital. On July 3rd, he passed away. And we went straight from Sholo, Snowflake area, to New Mexico. And I had some appointments. I think, should I go back? And I finally said, heck no, I'm not going back. 
right? I'm not going back. I'm spending time with my family, taking care of things that are more important. And we spent that week plus in New Mexico taking care of affairs and still dealing with those issues. Long story short, right, it was August until I felt like I had my feet on the ground and my head straight again. I've never had two months like that. I was sitting in my office running some reports, and it was amazing to me. I ran some reports and I saw the cash flow. I don't say this braggadociously, but in the month of June, I was gone. I showed up one day in the office, I was paid over 50000 Much of that on the residual side, assets under management, right? July came along again. I was gone most of the time. If I wasn't gone physically, I was gone mentally. And that month, we cash flowed over 80000 right? Blew my mind. That's what I wanted to build. I wanted to build a business that would run with or without me. I don't know if that appeals to you, right? If that's something that you would want. And uh, one, I appreciate my team. I'm surrounded by some of the greatest people in this business, some of the best uh, producers and asset gatherers in the company. They don't get enough credit, and I appreciate them. But that opened my eyes. That's what we're all about. Now, that's not where we want to be. We want to grow, right? We want to keep growing. I believe that'll be a six-figure per month business someday. Second thing is I want to build a business with massive, I mean massive residual income. Now, you can define what massive means to you. When it started out, you understand how, especially on the asset side, it feels like you're working for free. Is that right? First time you write a case, you don't get paid. There's no such thing as an advance. It takes 12 months to fully realize your efforts for that day. And so at first it was $1,000 a month, and that's good, but that's not massive. And then it became $3,000, and then it became $10,000, right? I started getting excited, and it was $15,000. Started a snowball, and now it's very, very predictable, and it's awesome. It's been life-changing for me and for my family, right? Here's the third thing, most important. I wanted to slay that big, bad wolf. Now, I grew up poor, I would say poor. We always had food on the table, clothes on our back, but they weren't brand name clothes. We didn't take vacations. Most decisions in my family's life were based off of money. Can we afford it? Maybe you can relate to that, right? I got in this business, just got to the point where we're getting over the top, man, starting to make real money. And then some things changed. People made some bad decisions. Overnight, my business was cut in half. Several million points per year disappeared. And I was in a downtime. I made a gut-wrenching decision that I want to build an asset-based business. A big motivation was I don't ever want to be broke again. Right? You get to that point, you taste success, and you go back. Right? And you have to stare that big, bad wolf in the face. And uh, I decided I don't ever want to be broke again in my life. I don't ever want to have to make those kind of decisions for my family based off of money. Does that make sense? Not just what, I, what can I afford. All right. <clears throat> Now, where's the money? Let's talk about how. How do we build an asset base? We can talk how great it is, but how are we going to do this? Okay, every time we sit down with a family, you're gathering information. You've got your needs analysis, and we're gathering information on their insurance, how much they have, what they have, what they don't have, how much they pay, um, any old IRAs, 401ks. We're hoping to find something big, right? There's $4.1 trillion in the United States in IRAs, individual retirement accounts. That's pretty good. Right now, in the past, we'd sit down with folks and find out that they've got a 401k and they're funding. We talk about how they're funding it, is it matched, and all these different things, right? But frankly, it wasn't that exciting to find a big number inside their 401k because we couldn't touch it, right? Well, guess what? There's 3.9, almost double, 3.9 trillion dollars are inside defined contribution plans like 401k, 457 deferred comp, 403bs. You just doubled the marketplace. Right? Trillions of dollars out there that you now have access to inside what's called a self-directed option. There's a growing trend in corporate America and uh, government uh, retirement plans to allow for a self-directed option. Now I get calls all the time. What is this? And people still don't understand what that is. Is it some kind of magical way we can roll money out of a 401k? Well, no, it isn't. Okay? Here's some common terms. Self-directed options, generic. PCRA, personal choice retirement account. You need to learn these things so you sound educated, 
right? Knowledgeable when you're talking to your clients or potential clients. SDBA, self-directed brokerage account. Brokerage link, if it's fidelity driven, it's gonna be brokerage link. And I'm gonna talk fast, I apologize, I wanna get a lot in in about 15 minutes, okay? So bottom line, real simple, here's how it works. You have your 401k, 457, 403b, and they're gonna have their run-of-the-mill mutual funds, right? Today's gonna be very limited, 10 to 15 options basically inside there. And it's interesting to me, the target funds. The industry's answer, the cure-all target funds, right? It's ERISA, it's an answer to ERISA and liability. That if someone's gonna retire 12 years from now, boom, there's the answer for your financial security, right? Your wealth and your future, you pick this fund, target 230, 2030. And that solves everything. Is that right? I mean, the idea is almost comical, you think about it. We can choose one fund and that's gonna answer all of our problems, right? That's not the answer. Okay, it's a one-size-fits-all. That's what most people are faced with. They get no real help from the providers because they can't. Their hands are tied. They can't tell them or give them suggestions or direct them about how to even allocate or diversify inside their 401k. It's pretty much on you. Good luck, right? Find the performance report, three, five, ten years. This one's done eight. That one's done ten. I'll pick ten. Why? Because ten's better than eight. Is that how the average person does it out there? Right? On their own. Well, here's the deal. Most of these plans, or many of these plans, have a self-directed option where inside the plan, we're not going to move the money out. It's going to stay there inside that plan. But they have an option besides the run-of-the-mill mutual funds, buy and hope, write that one down, buy and hope, we can self-direct it into another investment option, which is a brokerage option. Okay? That might be Schwab, some of the common ones. Okay, Fidelity, huge 401k provider, a 403 provider. Most uh, hospital systems, at least in Arizona, are through Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and now a new player is Empower. And now what happens? You've got unlimited thousands, literally thousands of options that can be invested into inside the self-directed option. Okay? Option one, what can, it, what can they do? Well, the client can manage the money himself. They can go in there and they can buy and sell to their heart's content. Right? They can buy this stock and that fund and what have you within some basic guidelines. Now, does that make a lot of sense for the average person out there? The answer is no. It makes no sense whatsoever. Why in the world would I want to compete with um, a Dave Harden, for example, for one thing, which is performance? I invest in that plan to make money, to grow money, right? And so, bottom line, you want performance. Why would I put my experience, my knowledge, my resources up against a company that spends literally millions of dollars a year in data cost and, and hardware and manpower to make those kind of decisions? That's like minor league and major league doesn't even begin to describe that relationship, right? It makes no sense whatsoever. But if they want to do it, they can. Option two would be utilize an investment advisor inside there, a third-party money manager, right? And, uh, and now the awesome thing is that we get to go in and work with a young employee, 20-something years old, sometimes with dollar one, right, and give them access to the same expertise that the Rockefellers have always enjoyed. True to our mission, right? No family left behind, and I love that. I get fired up about that, right? <clears throat> Most of my clients are firefighters, they're cops, they're average run-of-the-mill guys. They're not the high-end, high-net-worth multimillionaires, okay? Well, how do I know? How do I know if this plan offers a self-directed option? Number one, well, ask. Ask the client. They, they might actually know, right? And they may not, and that's okay. Oftentimes, they don't know, right? Because fidelity and so on, they don't come to them and teach them what they have available inside them. That's not their job, right? They find out across the kitchen table from us. You can obtain a statement, a statement, and believe it or not, you can call the provider, and they'll actually talk to you. You're not the enemy, which is amazing. Third thing, the list. 
Okay, if you don't have the list, you need to get the list. Now, one of our providers is the Pacific Financial Group, and they have phenomenal, I can't say that strong enough, phenomenal back office support, right? I finally met the great Janet Lee a couple weeks ago. I had to bow down. She is an amazing person. She has an answer for everything, literally. If you get sick, you ought to call her. She'll tell you how to, you know, what you should take. But there's a list about four pages long that shows most of the big employers out there, and if they have or all the companies that do offer some type of self-directed option. Okay, it'll tell you who, whether, which platform, it's a Schwab, a Fidelity, a TD Ameritrade, and everything about it, right? Tremendous resources, and so cross-reference list. If it was me, I'd have every one of your associates, as they go out and gather information and do needs analysis, they find out who they work for, employers, right? And then go home in the office and cross-reference. Are they part of this? Do they have a self-directed option available to them? Okay, find the money. Okay, all right, keys. Some keys that I've learned. In building a big business, number one, you have to decide. 2007, <clears throat> again, we went through some challenges in our business, and I made a gut-wrenching, life-changing, almost spiritual, believe me, there was lots of prayer that went with it, decision to, make, to, to, to build an asset-based business, right? I love it when it says there's nothing more powerful than made-up mind. And I've had several experiences in my life where I said, dadgummit, I'm going to do this and things just start to happen when you have that type of emotion behind that kind of decision. And so make a decision. <clears throat> I love this, the best way to eat an elephant. You've heard this? One at a time, right? When you start picturing big numbers, and you think about Rich Cunningham and RJ and these guys doing tens of millions of dollars and Eric. Well, how in the world could I get there? Well, one client at a time. That's how you do it, one client at a time. One thing I've learned is that the little things in our life, they compound and become big things. Is that right? I mean, we could talk about every aspect of our life. Okay, little things become big things. The same thing applies in our business here. Okay, you've got to be a great storyteller. See, people think sometimes they're intimidated by this side of the business. And they think, well, I'm not that smart. I don't understand the stock market, right? I don't understand stocks and bonds and dividends and all these terms these guys use. Well, guess what? Neither did I. And I still don't completely, and I don't have to. Because I'm not managing the money. You're not going to manage the money. You're not going to decide what stock to buy and what to sell. You're going to tell a story which is what we do every single day. Is that right? Somebody say yes. Wake up here, folks. That's what we do every single day. right? We're telling stories as we recruit people, bring them to the business. We sell them a dream. We're talking to clients. We're teaching them financial concepts, tax-deferred, tax-free, living income. right? Those are stories that we got to tell, and that's what you do. You tell stories, and then you watch them as they watch your client's money. You build a relationship, and you maintain that relationship, and you'll get paid very well for maintaining that relationship. Okay, <clears throat> all right, time and math. I promise RJ I'd share this. I learned a long time ago that this business is really very predictable. It's about time and math, okay? If you're committed to it and you put the time in and then you do the math, it's not one or the other, it's both, then big things happen. So here's the deal. I know a lot of folks that, man, they can't think long term. To go write a $100,000 account on a managed side, right, do the math at 1% that's paid to the field, that's $1,000 in total commission paid to the field. That's 1,000 points, right, compared to writing an annuity. And don't get me wrong, man, I love annuities. I love all the income writers. They've changed dramatically. I've got lots of clients. I'll write all the annuities I can if it's right and appropriate, right? But imagine this. If you had a chance to write a half-million-dollar annuity, that'd be a fun day. Would that be a fun day? Everyone agree on that? Half-million-dollar annuity. Here's what it means to you if you're a marketing director, right? 30,000 points, 20, almost 20 grand to the SMD, right? That's a big deal. If I put that money on a managed account, on the platform, half-million-dollars, 1%, that's 1,000 points, right? <clears throat> um, 
that's 5,000 points, excuse me, about $3,000 associate, but compounded over time. Little things become big things. Okay, over the next 10 years, that becomes 1.1 million. It produces over 72,000 points, one client, right? And uh, pays out over $47,000 to the SMB. And that, my friends, is a big deal. Is that right? Thanks for listening to Leadership Now, the official podcast of Wealthwave. If you like our show and you want to know more, check out wealthwave.com forward slash podcast, or you can leave us a review on iTunes. Join us each week as we talk about the topics you'll need to help you grow as an entrepreneur and succeed in the financial business with Wealthwave.